Hey everyone, I'm Fredo. And I'm Benji. And this is Apes on Tape Podcast. Welcome. Hello there, ladies. Welcome back to Apes on Tape Podcast. How, how are you, Benji? Oh, I'm good. Hello, everyone. How's it going today? What's going on? Uh, I just uh, just jumped in and turned off my metronome again. That my metronome was going to be recording all over it again. Last time I did that, I got in a severe amount of trouble for you. For... Well, luckily for you, you could go back and turn it off because I was livid. I was like, "You are you kidding me? Oh, you've got one job. <laughs> you know, I've got to edit the podcast together. All you've got to do is send me the file. And I just sent it with an overbearing tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. <laughs> oh my god honestly because you send it first as a as an mp3 file and i was like oh that's livid that's hard burnt on there and you were, i was like please tell me you've still got the the garage band file that you can go and take it off and resend it yeah yeah, yeah. Fortunately, anyway fortunately. um oh you've got a nice uh nice looking dog behind you just there oh yeah yeah i'm looking after a dog uh albie um Oh, just there you go. He's buggered off now. Doesn't want to be. Doesn't want to be part of the podcast. But um, yeah, fair enough. I just wanted to say, just on on just just on on the intro, uh, you know, because we always say like, "Hello there, ladies." Um, just how interesting the statistics yeah, the phrase are. That you've recklessly stolen off me. Yeah, I've stolen it off you, of course, which you stole it off someone else. <laughs> but um, the yeah, statistics for our podcast are actually really good. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and it was a similar style podcast. It was a much more popular uh, podcast. But he was saying how his audience <laughs> like 80 90% male. And our podcast are literally 50-50 skewed down the middle. So we've got... And I think that's really wonderful that the same amount of, um, you know, females to males tune in to listen to us uh, mm. ramble a little bit. Yeah, that is incredible. So what is that, like three... Three girls and, and three boys. That's remarkable. <laughs> That's my mum, your mum, and I think Grace and Christian sometimes listen. So uh, two boys that we don't know about. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But um, actually, that's what I was going to be grateful for today, actually. Um, I was grateful for all the new listeners to our podcast. Our podcast has got incredibly popular since the last episode. And I was thinking like, oh, maybe it's because it's Simeon and maybe because Simeon has loads of friends. But I was actually thinking maybe because I shared it on social media quite a lot. And I was just like, hey, this podcast, it did get some really phenomenal feedback from a lot of people um, because I shared it a lot. And then a lot other people shared it and they really vibed with it. It kicked off. And then not only did uh, that podcast get a lot of views or listens, but so did all our other. Mm. I literally looked at our stats and they all popped up like for, and I was like, oh my God. Oh, no way. So yeah, our podcast got a lot of traction. Oh, so I don't need to feel too bad about being um, being possibly replaced because uh, someone else that you had on was just far, far more popular. And I'm like, well, he's obviously <laughs> trying to phase me out and use someone else. Like, oh, by the way, Benji, when someone else does it, it's way, way better. Like, just, just so you know, in case you want to go sit in the car, you can fuck off. Oh, no, that was not what I was getting at at all, actually. Um, but, all that, but you know, I will say I've, I've prompted you many times to share it on your social media. And you're like, yeah, I will. And then you never do. Um, but I've noticed that where, yeah, if you do true. share it on your social media, there is a, a real boost as well. And I feel like it's, it's kind of weird that, like, obviously, if, if people don't generically just find our podcast, it has to be shared for people to, to listen. And like I say, I thought it was really interesting that all of the episodes got a boost. There was people listening. I went to poker for some reason, mm. and, and everyone was like, oh, I listened to that Simeon episode. They loved it. 
And I was like, oh, that's brilliant. And then um, I had a really funny experience last night. Um, this is going to sound really weird, but um, I was at poker and people were complaining about how much taxis were to get to and from town, from like out of town. And I was like, oh, I'll do it for half of that. And they were like, really? And I was like, yeah, you know, inspired by my new employers, I'm like now running a illegal minicab service. <laughs> no, not at all. It was just, um, it was just for some friends. And um, and like these are like these are like proper people, you know, like they they're, they're going out for dinner. They're they're they're, they're in a suit. Proper people. Yeah, I mean, like it's mm. a woman in a nice dress, and you know, a guy in a suit. You know, smells of you know money. <laughs> and um. <laughs> I'm like, I'm driving them to the to a restaurant and uh, and they're like, oh, you know, we listen to your podcast. And I was like, what? Like, you listen to the podcast? Like, they were like, yeah, yeah. Um, we're really interested in uh, in the in like the mushroom ceremonies that you do. And I was like, oh, really? Like, yeah, like, you know, we haven't done mushrooms for, you know, since we were teenagers, you know, I, I couldn't imagine sort of being out of control. Mm. And, and they were really interested, like, and I was like, oh, I do it like much more therapeutically. And they're like, oh yeah, we know, like, it's 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 really interesting, like. And I had a, a conversation, and they were saying about like how how to do it without being overwhelmed or it going wrong. And I was just saying, oh well, you know, set setting, dosage, intentions. You know, there are many ways that you can guide it in in a therapeutic manner. And they were like, oh wow, that's so interesting. And I think it's really wonderful that we're that we're spreading that 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 message and. And I just thought, like, oh my god, how are you, like, proper people listening to my silly podcast? Like, <laughs> but that's another like really yeah, yeah, like I, wonderful I, I example. Always find that. Yeah, when um, when when people uh, mention to me that they are, I'm I'm always like quite embarrassed and shocked, and and, and almost and, and almost think less of them. I'm like, really? There's there's so many valuable, fantastic podcasts. I'm like, have you have you seen this one? Have you, have you seen this one? Have you listened to this person? Like, they they're far more, you know. I don't know, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's nice. I guess I am a bit like uh, em- embarrassed uh, about it sometimes. I'm not sure um, where exactly from. I guess that like um, the uh, the assumption, the arrogance that um, you know I'm going to have something valuable to say, and that the people are going to want to listen to something that I say. So so um, so you know, sharing it on social media is uh, is is a bit of a yeah, it's a bit of a lurch for me, but maybe maybe I'll be brave enough um, to share this one if I don't end up sounding like too much of a knobhead, which is inevitable, unfortunately. <laughs> no, I think, you remember a couple of uh, podcasts ago, you were saying about how to take a compliment. Mm, yeah, remind me, yeah. Oh, yeah, to take it, yeah, yeah, graciously. Yeah, but ex- no one's necessarily complimenting. Um, you know, you're sort of just, uh, you're just I, I guess you're not, you know, you're not thrusting it down people's throats, but you are like, "Hey, look, I've done this, and it's it's valuable and worthy, and you should uh, you should listen to it." Yeah, and, uh, I guess that's the that's the, the that's the jump I have to make. I think Simeon um, prompted me a little bit because I I no, like, Simeon Simeon Simeon. <laughs> no, he he really did. He, he prompted me like a lot when he was here, uh, where he was saying like I was saying that like, sometimes I'll I'll put in a lot of effort in making a YouTube video, and then I won't share it on my social media. Mm. And he was like, "Why not? You're mugging yourself off, mate." Mm. He's like, "Just." like just like new vid check it out like people want to watch it they'll watch it if they don't know it's there and you just like well maybe they'll generically find it while scrolling through youtube um you like just just like <laughs> yes. what what's the point in sharing it like what's the point in not sharing it and i was like yeah you know what you, you're yeah. right like people like people aren't going to be like if you know they can listen to it or they don't listen to it but if they don't know it's there that they'll ne- they'll never listen to it and then the people that do listen to it i am quite genuinely as surprised as you that we get so much wonderful feedback 
I wanted to bring up one listener in particular, uh, an old friend called Aoife, who I met 10 years ago plus in New Zealand, who mm. just messaged me saying, yeah, I've yeah. been listening to your podcast from the beginning. I'm up to episode nine and I love it. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like, really? She was like, yeah. I was like, what? Um, I don't I don't get it. Like, why would you, you know, why would you do that? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this sort of cringeworthy way. <laughs> what, what, what do you think you're doing, you fucking idiot? But, yeah, um, that's so funny. But she was like loving it. She was like, yeah, I'm basically currently like catching up on your life, summer 2021. And I was like, wow, that's so interesting. Mm. Um, but anyway, she's been giving us some wonderful feedback. She said something really funny the other day. She's like, oh, I really loved the episode um, when you guys were talking about a mushroom ceremony. But I guess that doesn't really narrow it down, does it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, potentially a little, a little more regular than most, but um, yeah, but that's because it's bloody interesting and it's fucking awesome as well. Yeah, well, um, it was really funny because she was like saying, "Oh, can I hear the fizzy water joke?" And I was like, "Oh, oh, god, okay, <laughs> oh, dear sweet lord." <laughs> so I said, "I said, <laughs> please, I, you know, please, please, you're not going to say it again." <laughs> oh, you probably are. Well, no, I'm not going to say it. Um, uh, no, I, well, well, anyway, so, I don't know how many times I have to I have to beat you over the head with the fact that this joke isn't funny for you to get it into your thick skull. You're like, well, I think you just didn't get it, or maybe I didn't say it right. No, 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 no. Trust me, this is not a funny joke. Well, interestingly enough, I told Aoife and she thought it was funny, and then I told my friends at work, and it's it's like a bilingual joke. It's a play on words, and they thought it was mildly entertaining mildly entertaining well Ethan's obviously you know deranged because she listens to our podcast for a start so there's got to be something seriously wrong with her and you know I'm sure the people at work were just like you know just humoring you just like oh better better laugh at this because he's you know he's taken the room made us silent and made us listen to this joke it would be horrible to be like what like respectable human is going to be like that shit fuck off don't do that again like everyone's gonna be like "Ah, yeah i i I get that yeah well anyway um it's called human courtesy on the on the subject of uh you know talking about mushroom ceremonies i actually did a mushroom ceremony last sunday Mm. So uh, there you go. Oh yeah, tell me more. It was good. Well, it was good. Be another podcast about a mushroom ceremony. Ah uh, well, I don't want to go too much into it. I think that one of the main takeaways I had was like some. Sometimes you don't always follow what comes up for you in a ceremony. Like sometimes, like when I was in the ceremony, mm. I had this wonderful thought, and and I went down the rabbit hole, and I was like, oh wow, yeah, like I could do this. And then in the mm. in the in the light of, in the light of day, when I when I sort of soberly reflected on it I was like actually I don't want to do that at all like that that isn't something that that I want that I want to do and um yeah it was interesting uh it, I won't go too much into it um it's an interesting point point though like to to just open it up a little bit not specifically about your ceremony but like when you're when you're entering into that sort of realm uh, and like I guess it's it's quite common and understandable for people to 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 think that they are like having a conversation with uh, you know the collective consciousness of the universe or God or Pachamama, whatever you want to say, but for for all intensives, uh, you know, a higher intelligence, um, and I guess I, I feel like that can be like it can be a little bit dangerous at times because you can see it as a uh, as a be all end all, and there are certainly like many occasions that I've I've put off doing doing a ceremony because I, I think I know to, know to myself, I'm like, oh, 
it's going to tell me to not do that or to do that and I really don't want to do that so I'm not going to go and look for the answer because I kind of already know the answer and it's exactly what I don't want to do however when it comes from that sort of you know grandiose and, and incredibly overwhelming voice and, and place uh, it's pretty hard to um, to deny it and there's certainly other instances that you know I've been given given very rash messages uh, um, like large decisions life-changing decisions that and and I've listened to it I've been like oh well I was going to do this and for the last five to six months I've been planning to do this and then I had this you know one episode and I'm gonna like completely 180 and um, you know it's it's kind of like it's kind of like yes man again you know there's there's this there's this option there's this invitation to uh to to do it this way but actually you kind of have to bring in uh a little bit of reasonable um reasonable logical um practicality into it many times and uh, it's it's definitely um it's definitely a balancing act i think I mean, obviously, that, that you know, there were there were there were tribes, there were groups in in Mexico many years ago that thought the mushrooms were telling them to to, to make human sacrifices. And, yeah. Um, you you've got to think to yourself like, oh, is that um, was that God? Was yeah. was, was God? But like, yeah, you should definitely do that. Or you know, uh, uh, are they you know what's happening there? Are they taking it in a different way? Is it just like a a higher version of yourself? Was it was it really a good idea? You know, perhaps these these human sacrifices had you know, chlamydia or something yeah, yeah. to stop the spread. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's definitely something to think about. Yeah, absolutely. I think the yes man analogy was, was really good. Like you don't always have to follow what comes up for you in a ceremony. And it's, but then sometimes something that hits you and it really vibes with you and you're like, yeah, okay, this is, mm. Um, mm. yeah, I've never, I, I, I never saw it from this perspective before, you know, but like this, this mm. is very enlightening. But for me, I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I could do this thing, which uh, I'm being very vague about because I don't really want to say it on the podcast. But I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I could. Do... And then I was like, mm. actually, no, I I don't want to do that. That 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 doesn't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. So I, I'm not I'm not going to yeah. do that. It, it sounded like a great idea, at, like, you know, two hours ago. But now at the I time when you were high. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, I want to I want to I want to move. I, I also I. Go on, sorry. Okay, well, well, just one more. There's uh, there's another instance in which I was uh, I, I was experiencing something, which you know was quite compelling to me for a while. Like during during the ceremony, it seemed very obvious, and it was like essentially like it always is. Like, you, sh- you should just love more. Um, and actually, it came to me previous like, well, that's all right for you to say. You're you're God. You know, loving more for you is easy. But actually, you know, you know, this is real life, mate. And I hope we can't all <laughs> we can't all love as much as you. And actually, you know, it's tricky for me for for this reason, that reason, the other. And you know, it's not always something you can you can take forward as wholeheartedly as perhaps you get the message, or even you 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 feel that you've got the message um, during the during the instance. Yeah, sometimes it's harder to put into practice as well. Like, like when you, when, yeah, I I often get that. Just just love more, love more, and it's wonderful. I, I very often get it with my mum. Like, and we've spoken about this before, but like, mm. just love. Oh, what about your mum? Like, you should really message your mum and tell it you love her. And that just seems so silly because, <laughs> like, oh yeah, I mean that's so obvious. You know, it's so obvious and mm. and sort of, it's not. It's unremarkable. Oh yeah, it's. You know, the common sense, mm-hmm. um, you know, have you been neglecting yeah. your poor old mum lately? 
uh, and some 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 things are harder you know some things are harder you know uh yeah but um like i said i do i do want to segue away from this because i want to ask you what you are grateful for mm, okay yeah cool um, well, actually, uh, before before I say that, I was just going to say actually that um, what's quite unusual for me is I actually listened to our, our well, it wasn't our last podcast, but the last podcast. Um, I, uh, I I very rarely re-listen to to anything we've um, we've recorded, but uh, the Simeon uh, one did compel me as well to listen, and it was uh, it was great to listen. And simeon um, has got a really fun voice; he's so nice to listen to, um, so um, animated, and it, you know you could easily. Um, animate a cartoon over him uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah but he had some really like <laughs> in, insightful uh, and um, yeah some really nice things to share about like uh, you know mental health and just generally generally what it's like going through life as a you know as a middle aging aging man it was uh, yeah it was a great listen so, I, I, could, I could relate to it a lot as well um, and I, I remember thinking that it, I didn't realize how good a conversation it was until I listened to it back. I like it was really it's interesting when you have like a really in-depth conversation with someone. That's why I love listening to our podcasts. Um and why I'm like why don't you listen to them like, you know, I I'm our biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, it's really interesting. That's why I get so many listens because you've listened to it 400 times. <laughs> I do find myself listening to old conversations like and it's lovely. I love yeah. I they they they're really precious to me. They really are. But the one I recorded right, with Simeon was so like I didn't realize how poignant it was and how much I could relate to it because I was like so concentrated at the time on like being a good podcast host and sort of like asking him questions. When I listened back, I was like, oh, my God, I feel exactly the same way, like turning 40, you know, being single um watching ex-girlfriends move on and have babies with other people like crushing like how mm. you can p- compare yourself to other people who have put down foundations and moved on with their life and have started families and businesses and you're like what what have i done you know like and and i was like oh my god and then the amount of people that got in touch and were like fuck Simeon nailed it you know so graciously we even mm. touched upon like suicidal thoughts and dark depression and but like with such humor and and I was like, wowzers, yeah, man. Like, and at the time, I, I just, I was just talking to Simeon, you know. And then listening back, I was like, oh my yeah. god, I think people are really going to relate to this, and and they really did. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, thanks, Simeon. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it was, it, it, yeah, it was a fantastic listen. So, um, so thank you. Um, but yeah, um, what I'm grateful for, uh, what I'm grateful for at the moment is fucking awesome. It's, uh, I'm just, ha- I'm just having the most wonderful time um, at the moment. I feel so lucky, and um, and a large part of that is. Um, is living with um, Grace and Christian and Leila. They're um, they're friends of ours. People we know from uh, from living in Morzine. I've known them for for a while now. And um, yeah, really, really kindly, they um, you know they've invited me into their home. And um, and that's already that's a really lovely thing to to you know they bought a beautiful house down here and you know to be oh hey, yeah come and stay with us um, you know rent a room. That's uh, that's already amazing. But why it's so incredibly wonderful right now is because of uh Leila, their their daughter mm. um she's um she's three three and a half months old nearly four months old and um oh, i'm in love with her to be honest like um it she is she's an absolute light of joy i mean she's she's tricky as well mainly for grace not for me but um it just feels to me like such an incredibly um sacred time 
in a family's life like when you've just got a brand new baby like you certainly don't want any Tom Dick or Harry hanging out with them mm. and it feels to me like a, a massive privilege that they're happy there to have me around and even like you know let me look after her from time to time to give them a bit of space or whatever so I get to you know I'll, I'll take her for a walk take her to the market just just generally hang out with her and um you know the the poignancy of it all is just it's it it bowls me over it really does and I'm just so I feel so um so lucky to be a part of that life at the moment and it it just um it means so much to me um there's um someone I've spoken about on the podcast before my friend Barbara she's um she's in her 70s and um and she's a she's a wonderful wonderful dear friend she's she's known my mum for like 50, 50 years of their life, most of their life, they've lived together. They know each other very, very deeply. And um, and Barbara was around massively for me when I was when I was a child, um, uh, when I was a baby. Mm. And um, and my father passed away when I was 18, 18 months old. Um, and that meant that you know, mum really needed a support network around her massively. And you know, Barbara was the main character, um, or one of the main characters in that support network and as an 18 month old you know I don't have any memories of that but you know me and Barbara have an incredibly um, deep and special relationship the you know the conversations we have the the bond we have I'm sure it's uh, it's down to her being around from from birth not necessarily not necessarily something that you know holds memories or 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 anything like that but you know there would have been a bond from that early on and th- that's something that I get from being around Layla at the moment and just like Jesus this is am- this is amazing like this little human is just like learning to learning to smile learning to use her hands it's so interesting to just watch a baby like taking in life and I'm like oh my god I, I didn't think I'd be this captivated by her but I absolutely am wow and it's uh, there's so so much interesting stuff to to take in like her concept of time like her concept of language communication and you know she's been alive for like just over a hundred days so wow. each day at the moment is about one percent of her life wow and you know that is that's so huge so when she sees me for three days in a row she's like oh this guy's been around for three percent of my entire life right now <laughs> guess it's kind of important oh like you know and that's such an interesting perspective when you put it like that mm, yeah well it sort of puts into perspective you know why life speeds up uh, as you get older the older yeah. you get the faster time moves and that's because you know when when you're two days old a whole a day is 50 percent of your life and you're like well that day was fucking long it was half a bloody lifetime <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then as you grow older you know they get they get smaller and smaller in reference to the t- this time you spent uh, being alive, conscious on this earth, and um, yeah, that's 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 what I'm grateful for. I, um, I just want to. I'm so happy to be be around this situation and you know get to interact with them. And not only that, like Grace and Christian are incredible parents. It is so watched. To, it's so wonderful to watch them um, do such a great job. Grace is just so relaxed. She's but she's also so. Uh, dedicated in like researching and finding out stuff and like you know what Layla's going through right now and like oh did you know she's actually she can't see colour at the moment or you know she hasn't even developed taste buds or you know uh, she she's always reading she's always wow. learning and, and um, 
she's a fantastic mother and um you know i'm sure lady's going to grow up a very like well-rounded um beautiful woman because because grace is so relaxed you know she doesn't over worry she's she's informed but she doesn't panic and you know i think it's quite wonderful that she's happy to just be like yeah yeah go you know take her for a walk and i'm like really you know you're you're three months old you're just gonna let me walk around with her um yeah, that's so. That I, I can imagine. <laughs> like, have it. Right. I've I've had that before, where people are like, "Do you want to hold her?" I'm like, oh, "Really? Like, you know, I'm in a wheelchair, right? Like, I, I, what if what if I drop her? Like, no, you you won't drop her. Are you sure? Like, you don't, how do you know? Like, my my leg isn't going to spasm. Yeah. I'm just going to kick it across the room. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really up, isn't it? You're like, oh my god, like it's so small and precious. Like, are you sure I'm allowed to touch it? Like, it's it's like your most valuable possession. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, it's not like I can get you a new yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Times a million. No, no exactly. <laughs> and, um, you know, Christian's such a wonderful dad as well. He's, he's quite a stoic, you know. Um, he doesn't show much emotion. He, you know, the other day he, like, uh, he was in the sea and his surfboard snapped in half. And I was like, Jesus, you're right. What happened? He's like, yeah, it's fine. I'll fix it later. <laughs> yeah. I've always admired Christian. For, for what? For his stoicism? Just because oh, I think, well, I I used to, I rent I rented his apartment off of him uh, one summer and I've just always mm. liked him. Um, I don't know why. He's just one of those guys that I've always like looked up to uh, for, mm. for, for, I guess, for no, not for no reason. I just, I guess for one of the, the reason that you said, he's just like a, quite a stoic character. He's mm. always calm. He's like, I think he's quite cool as well. Mm. I always like thought he was quite a cool guy. And um, yeah, just. He's definitely a, a man's man. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I mean, I, I've got a massive man crush on him. I, I always have. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I, I've always been like completely baffled as like why women aren't falling over themselves to get to him. And you know, you know, Grace is obviously a wonderful part. Um, but I'm like, why, why, are you, what, what are you, you know, what, what are you not seeing? Look at this, look at this great man. But you know, he, he is a wonderfully calm, calm, calming presence. Actually, the other day we were. We were driving back from the beach in my van. I was driving pretty fast, and um, I think he was pointing something out to me. Or we were talk- Oh, we were just looking at like a nice house over the hill. And we're like, yeah, yeah, look at the window and blah blah blah. And I wasn't paying attention. I drifted into the the wrong side of the road, and um, Christian just went car because there was another car coming in the other direction. And I was like, I was able to really calmly and effortlessly just respond, rather than like a lot of people that I know would have been like, Benji, what are you doing? Benji. <laughs> he was just like, car. He just calmly said car. And that just enabled me to like very calmly react to like, oh, yes, there is a car. I'll move the, the vehicle gently back into the correct lane. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I was saying how he was just, um, he's just wonderful to watch. Like he is usually very calm and. And, um, and doesn't convey uh, much emotion, but you watch him with his daughter, like, you know, his face li- lights up and that's mirrored in her face and he's just, you know, become so soft um, towards her. Not that he wasn't soft before, but, yeah. like, you know, it's just beautiful to see him, you know, sing to her and, you know, they're, they're just great. So, I mean, I've babbled on maybe a bit too long. No, no, not at all, man. I, I think... It's really wonderful, like that. Like when you say stuff like that, it really makes me like I'm. I want to be a father. I really want to complete the circle of life, which uh, is mm. uh, yeah, it's something I've wanted for a long time, and it's something that I'm absolutely. I know I mentioned um, mm. before about uh, you know watching ex girlfriends move on and have babies, but like I'm actually super thrilled 
for for Lou, you know, like seeing her with a, with with um baby Amanita is just so beautiful. Like it's really, you know, I I love, you know, we we still chat and we're still friends, which is so valuable. I love it. But um but yeah, no, I, I, it's something I really want to do. I, or, or like even like you know, like you you're just beaming being around a baby. I would just take that. I would just be like you know I would be um, I don't know. Let's just have a, a single mum move in and just be be my housemate. And I'd just be like oh you know like just let me uh, you know be be <laughs> yeah. as happy as Benji. You know just be like oh just I'll just go for a walk. Uh, you know or like just have a little cuddle or something or just. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, just I guess just being around uh, young children is is just quite a quite a lovely experience. Yeah, yeah, I feel I feel really really lucky um, for it right now, and yeah, we'll see we'll see how long it continues for. And uh, you know, obviously, actually, I'm I'm actually going back to the UK to um, to, to be around for my mum during a hip operation in a few days uh, for five weeks. And bearing in mind we were talking about you know time and how long um, how how long each day is for Layla. Mm. Um, you know, it's going to be five weeks. It's going to be a long time to not be around, and you know, I'm I'm going to miss her for sure. And um, I'll be excited to see how much she's grown when I when I come back. It's so interesting, isn't it, that the the passage of time and how we how we uh, experience it. I had an epiphany the other day while I was talking to my sister. It's something that I thought of uh, a while back, but it was like these are the good old days. It's something that came to me once, and I was like. There are times in my mm. life, like, like I will 100%, 100% look back at the time in my life right now through the lens of nostalgia and say, man, those were mm. the good old days, you know. Um, I've got a, I've mm. got a cool housemate who I get on really well with. I've got a great job that I really love. I've got free time to make paintings and podcasts and YouTube videos. What a bloody amazing time in my life. And I will... There's a there's a certain amount of struggles that I've been going through recently, which I will definitely glaze over, you know. But there are so many times that I've looked back on in my life, like pick anyone really. It's like the remembering self versus the experiencing self. I look back on so many periods of my life and be like, oh, they were the good old days. They were the good old days. Mm-hmm. But you, I've got to you just got to remind yourself that these are the good old days. They'll be like my mum is mm. 76. Imagine how many times she's reflected on like the good old days. Like mm. the reason I brought it up was because my sister was saying that like, uh, you know, she was reflecting on how her um, she, she misses when my, my nieces and nephew were, were like babies and then children. And then like now they're grown up and now mm. they don't see each other. But they but she my nephew my niece lauren lives with my sister and she's like oh but she's always out you know she comes back late and you know i never see her and i'm like yeah but one day she'll move on she'll move she'll get she'll you know she was thinking about maybe moving up north mm-hmm. i was like and you'll look back at this period and be like those were the good old days when lauren was living with me and um she she really liked it and i was just like i, I just thought um i would convey that to you and like you know, what do you think about the the good old days yeah, I'm, I mean, I I feel that very strongly right now. I'm like, wow, I'm in a I'm in a, a huge, um, a hugely wonderful pocket uh, of time uh, in my life right now. It feels incredible. I'm 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 not. Um, I don't feel delicate uh, around it. I, I I definitely feel robust within it. But I'm very aware that you know each day that I'm experiencing right now is is something that I really want to, you know, treasure and, you know, nom, 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 like, you know, fucking eat. And mm. it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, d- I don't know what will change and when it will change. Um, 
but for now things things are tremendous but i've got to say actually as, as much as it is quality of life um which which my quality of life is incredibly high um right now just because i have um ample money and, and ample time to um to, to look after myself and do things that i love um i do feel that you know my um who i am or who or the work that i've done over the last year or so has has made made me as content as i am Mm. Um, it would be easy to to allot it to like well of course he's having a good time he lives in Portugal and surfs every day and he gets to hang out with the baby in the morning um, and obviously that does that does count towards it but I feel like there's been I just feel like there's been massive growth um, uh, you know so many lessons I guess is a, is a better way to put it I've, I've learned so many lessons um, in the last in the last year and um, it seems to, to have put me in good stead to um to just you know keep keep having uh, the good old days and um you know enjoy them enjoy them as they are absolutely i i, I it's i think it's so powerful for me because i realize that i look back on a uh, on a on a memory recently uh, where i went to see the undercover hippie in switzerland he's just released a new song which i really liked and i was like oh i remember that and i went back to watch one of my old vlogs and i saw mm. lou there at the end and she'd like pulled her trousers up over her over her shoulders uh, and she was like done like no 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 like and like just like and I was like oh man Lou and I used to be so happy like those were the mm. good old days realizing that actually those were the darkest times of my entire existence I was so incredibly low and I was like mm. wow that's so weird how I've like painted over all the ugly parts through through the through the brush of nostalgia and just been like oh wow like they, that, that, those were the good old days. Remember when we went to see the undercover hippie in Switzerland, and and Lou was like light and joyful, and but actually, like I was, you know, I don't know, you you know what I mean? It's 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 so bizarre how I'm just like wow, yeah, yeah those were the darkest days of my life. You know, I was um, struggling with suicidal mm. thoughts, yet just peering through that window of nostalgia, through the lens of nostalgia, I was just like, holy smokes. Uh, those were the good old days. <laughs> mm. Do you reckon that's good or bad? Like, it, you know, do you do you think that it's a it's a gift that we get that lens of nostalgia and you get to look back and be like, oh, actually, I think that was I think that was really good. Or do you think, you know, it would be better or or it's more appropriate to try and you know regale those memories for yourself with uh, with honesty and completeness. What, what do you think is better for you as a as a you know an operating human it's a really interesting question man and I don't know the answer all I know is that I think knowing that one day I'll look back on things through that lens of nostalgia it it, it, it can affect the way I live right now and be like wow and, and also I do I am grateful like I've got like you and I both have a gratitude practice like I've brought quite a few people gratitude journals recently I bought um uh, Marianne one I bought uh, Ben uh, sorry Simeon one I bought you one actually I bought my mum one mm. and like people that have uh, I, what I was really really thrilled with was when Simeon messaged me he's like oh man I've been writing in my gratitude journal and I really like it and I was like oh that's brilliant and then he messaged me the next day saying oh dude I did it again and I'm really enjoying like writing down what I'm grateful for <laughs> and like knowing that like Oh, that is tangible. It's not just me. Like it, it does work. It works consistently mm. for my mum. It works. It seems to be working for Simeon. Mm. Marianne's enjoying hers. Like you have a gratitude practice, and I think just that sort of like act of like cultivating an attitude of gratitude, 
and learning to love like the simple mm. things because I think you know in the end they'll be the things that we treasure mm. the most. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. Like, I think that it's so easy to get caught up in uh, in large events, like you know, going on a big holiday or having a big event or you know, Christmas or a gig or whatever. And what I'm feeling that I realise at the moment is like, oh, I absolutely am. I'm lapping up those those little moments. Like, it's that's how you sort of that's how you build relationships. That's how you build really wonderful friendships. And and another thing that I'm I'm grateful for, which is still still going to hark on about. Um, Christian and Grace and Layla are the little moments that, uh, that I get to spend with them and um, and you know like uh, me and Christian we surf every morning like we, we, you know we'll go for a little five minute drive check, check the surf and and it's just a nice time we don't talk about a lot you know or anything necessarily really impactful impactful but it's just little conversations that you share day to day and um, and little moments that I share with share with Grace like I just just was sat down um in the in the bathroom with her while uh, while Layla was having a bath and we just just having a little chat and um, all those little tiny moments they just they just compound to make something um, you know so special and uh, and, I, and that's what that's what I'm getting right now is just like more and more and more of these tiny little moments that I'm I'm realizing are so so much more than you know big events that we might look forward to. Um, for their, you know, for their grandiose, you know, exciting, exhilarating situation, but actually, it's uh, it's the little ones that are absolutely, man, really the ones. I I couldn't agree more. So um, so for those of you, I think maybe I need to introduce Marianne to to the podcast audience. I've got a new housemate, by the way, and she's called Marianne, and she is awesome um um so i I bought her a gratitude journal and first of all she was like i don't know what to be grateful for today and i was like well one of the things i'm often grateful for is that i woke up pain-free i went for about 18 months waking up in extreme pain um so if you woke up pain-free you know that could be something to be grateful for and um she was like okay and then like i started to like so almost like guide her to like just the simple things it doesn't have to be a grandiose thing just be like uh you know you woke Mm. up and the sun is shining or like um uh, you know, because we've got a little kitten that lives with us as well now. And, uh, you know, Chappie's healthy. You know, she started going outside and she went outside for like 24 hours the other day. And well, I was actually really worried about her. And, uh, you know, like Chappie's healthy. And like she was like, oh, yeah, you know what? That is really, you know, it doesn't have to be grandiose things that you're grateful for. It could just be like the, the mm. tiny things that, that, you know, you take for granted. Because if they weren't like your health, for example, mm. my, my health, I'm so grateful for my health mm. all the time because there's a wonderful saying like, mm. The healthy person has a thousand wishes. The sick person only one. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. I, um, I, for the, uh, multiple, multiple times, multiple um, mushroom, mushroom ceremonies that we did. One of my, one of my intentions was always to, um, to heal um, this, this skin rash that I had for, for so, for so long. And um, you know, I, I can never, I could never quite manage it, and, and I've, I've been without it now for 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 a long time i can't actually remember how how long it is perhaps it's perhaps it's a year perhaps perhaps more but um it's uh it's incredible and it's in my gratitude journal every morning like i'm i'm grateful that my my skin is is good and isn't causing me any like unrest any any pain and I'm, i think it would be super easy to to forget that and be like oh yeah i used to have a real problem with my hand but the fact that i remember it every day and i'm like oh i just look at my hand and i'm like oh that's that's fucking awesome 
That's a um, that's I'm, brilliant, I'm glad, man. I'm glad I've kept that kept that practice up long enough to to you know continue to be conscious of that because uh, it's good. I've been looking at my hand quite a lot recently. Actually, it's um, uh, something um, something that you'll want to know about. Um, because uh, I've been doing this lucid lucid dreaming course. Oh yeah! Please tell me! Please tell me! Loving it. There's a couple of a couple of new practices uh, that I've been given. One of them is like reality checks, and and um, there's a number of things that your brain will will find it impossible to do in a dream. Um, um, one of them is read the same piece of text um, in in quick succession. So you should, you know. Um, read pieces of text and then look away and then and then read it again or likewise you can look at the palm of your hand with with some intricacy and detail and then cl- close it or turn it and look look at, look back at it and if you're dreaming you you um there'll be some difference there'll there'll, there'll be some clues so you do these um so you, you're prompted to sort of do these regular and um and aware present uh reality checks which is quite a peculiar um it's quite a peculiar sensation, I've got to say. You, 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 I try and do about 10 a day, just like look at my hand or read something, and genuinely, with genuine inquisition, check if you're dreaming. Wow. Um, and it's, it's, really, it's really effective, but it's a, little, it's a little weird as well. Obviously, you know, I'm, I know you and, and I'm sure many listeners have seen the film Inception, and they have that little, uh, they, have, they all have a little totem, yeah. they call it, uh, like a specially weighted or specific unique object that they they know how it behaves exactly yeah. and no one else does. And it's their reality check. And there's a couple like of... Like the little spinning top. Exactly, exactly. And there's a couple of, you know, scenes in, in the film that sort of, you know, allude to uh, to, to the gravity of, of what it is to be able to check check reality. And um, in sort of, in taking on this practice of, of genuinely doing reality checks, I'm like, I'm a little uneasy. Um I've got uh, I've got a history with uh, with reality checks. Um, this is maybe slightly slightly um, illicit uh, illicit material, but we'll, we'll go for it anyway. It's in the past, and you know this is a podcast for entertainment, so don't don't take it uh, don't take it literally. But you know I, I used to have a um, a pretty serious um, ketamine habit, um, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> It was uh, it was a lot of fun, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> at the time. But um, look, looking back on it, it was very unhealthy, and it was. Um, it, I don't know if I was physically addicted, but it was something I, I definitely found myself doing uh, every day, um, and um, to a to a dangerous amount. Certainly, it was impacting my health, and um, and certainly my social life. And yeah, um, uh, and that was that was years ago now, um, uh, more than ten years ago. Um, but it was it was a large part of my life for over a year, and um, one one of the things that will happen when when you take a lot of ketamine, it's actually a you know a very powerful psychedelic, um, and you can you can just completely leave reality, and um, and you can go several layers deep. It would often happen you you would you would you would take a lot and then you would just disappear into this this other world. And um, and just you know just exist there, not necessarily pleasant or you know often quite traumatic, but it would be um, it would be exciting to just move realities, move dimensions, and then you would find yourself brought back to reality. Like zoom, the room would move, and you'd go back to reality, and you'd be, and then you would start sharing that with the people that you were doing it with. You're like Jesus, that was that was crazy. Were you, were, were you just there? Like we were just over here, and oh, this was happening. And then the the horror is 
you would move again. You would be like, and you're like, oh, crap. And you would have this realisation that this, this moment that you were brought back to what you thought was reality wasn't actually reality and that's what would really scare you because it would it would it would really truly loosen your grip on what is real and what is not and that really you know that really can change how the way you interact with life and um yeah and that's what i'm sort of having a little um a reminiscence of when i'm when i'm trying to like genuinely look with inquisition inquisition of to see if this is uh, reality or not. But, yeah. You know, am, is, I, am I uh, still in a, in, a ketamine in trip from like 10 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's a little fear. That's a little voice that just is in my brain. Like, oh, you can still be tripping. There's a, there's a Jim Jeffries joke in one of his stand-up um, when he's talking about gun control. And um, he's saying, um, you know, I think I'm on a comedy theatre. I think I'm, you know, giving this big speech to everyone, but there's a good to fair chance I'm in a mental hospital standing in front of a mirror going, I hate guns, I hate guns, I hate guns, I hate guns. <laughs> Just drooling. Yeah, that would... How disturbing would it be for you to just be like, wake up from a ketamine trip 10 years ago and be like, oh my God, I just lived a, like a, a 10 years of my life. <laughs> like, does Fred even exist? Like, oh my God. Yeah, it, it, it does sound interesting. It sounds like um, when... Oh, again, I, I don't want to turn this into... Uh, uh, crazy drug stories, but um, when I gave, well, when Mickey and I had a ceremony and and he took a, a large amount and and I I said to him I was like, hey man, like vibe check because I was like ever so slightly underwhelmed and he looked at me he was like, what did you mm. did you just say something and I was like, yeah, I was just like vibe check, how are you? And he was like. <laughs> I feel like I've lived a thousand lifetimes. He's like, I know that mu- not much time has passed because the sun is still up. But honestly, I've, I've, I, I feel like thousands of years have passed. And I was like, oh, so you're okay. You're there then. Okay, I just wondered if you wanted some more. <laughs> I was like, no, as, as you were then, and um, yeah, it was brilliant. And he, um, he, oh, he had a really wonderful, healing, beautiful time. But uh, in hindsight, it was uh, mm. it was a large dose and um, probably, you know, maybe slightly irresponsible to give him that much. But, uh, it, you know, he, he did have a... I was almost very jealous. I was like, oh, my God, that sounds incredible. I've been there before. I've been, you yeah. know, like, I'm just I'm just here, like, looking at my watch, like, ooh, when's it going to kick in? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it is... Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, I want to ask you, because you said that um, I want to go back to lucid dreaming. You said you had a really wonderful lucid dream and mm. you wanted to tell me about it on the podcast. So please do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I will tell you about it, actually. Um, so, yeah, another one of the practices that I, I've been prompted to do is um, set an alarm for about four, four and a half hours into my into my sleep, wake myself up and then um, and then recite uh, an affirmation uh, that's sort of like forces you into a state a state which is called um, a hypnagogic uh, state and that's sort of like the between dream and awake state and it's very easy for you to to slip into the the dream world and then um and then obviously hopefully from the other work that you've been doing and the other dream signs you're looking for you can you can realize you're you're in a dream and uh you can take it so yeah one of the dreams i was having the other day was very interesting uh, you were you were in it. Um, in fact, you were you were very much uh, you know uh, the protagonist. And um, I think uh, I, I did write it all down. Perhaps I'm going to struggle to 
uh, regale it, but make, I'll, uh, I'll start talking and see if it comes back to me. Uh, we were in this huge, beautiful, beautiful setting. It was, uh, it was uh, like green meadows everywhere. There were rivers everywhere, huge, huge rivers. Um, that, and the liquid in the rivers was golden. Wow. Uh, it was like vibrant color everywhere. And, um, and there was, yeah, there was several of us. It was, it was like, it was a party setting, um, or a gathering. It wasn't a rave or anything. That sounds glorious. Was, was I in a wheelchair? Uh, yeah, you were in a wheelchair, actually. You were, you were actually more disabled than, than you are, which was quite peculiar. I think you were actually missing limbs, if I'm, oh, wow. if, uh, yeah, so I think you were missing arms as well. Oh, um, goodness me. The, I know, I know. It was it was very poignant, but you were like the life and soul of the party. Um, so this this you know harsh disability that you were that you, you were you were in that state at the moment. It didn't it didn't hold you back in in any way, shape, or form. And actually, you know, you were just being so like funny. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like you were just getting the attention of so many attractive females, and you, <laughs> your, your charisma and your charm was just drawing everyone towards you and it was really heartwarming and although you didn't have any arms you did you did have stubs you were able to operate an ipad and you were actually drawing the landscape as in like you were creating the landscape we were in with the ipad wow so on some sort of like you know godly procreate version procreate you know deity you were um, were drawing and 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 creating this landscape as we existed in it. So you, as we went forward in it, you know, you were like, "Oh, what next?" Or maybe like, you know, these beautiful flowers and these beautiful hills, and you know, it was uh, it was uh, it was incredible. Oh, it was incredible. sounds incredible! I wish I was there, man. <laughs> it was, well, you were, you were, um, yeah, and it was just, it just it was developing. It was so magical, and you know, it was it was just your charisma, and I guess like the poignance of it was that you know you know, how, how your disability, you know, didn't hold you back in any way. In fact, you know, you were able to, you know, cre- create this beautiful reality for, for us and for everyone else. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then I wasn't lucid at this point. Uh, this is just a dream that I was having. Um, I was aware that I was dreaming, but I couldn't take control. Mm. Uh, and then I, I got on a magic carpet and I started flying around this, you know, very golden landscape, golden rivers, golden clouds. And as I started to like bank up this like beautiful golden cloud, I was like, ah, golden clouds. Don't think this is real. And then I became lucid. <laughs> oh, epic. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't the magic it was carpet. So that good. <laughs> the magic carpet style. I'm always, I'm always on magic carpets. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Fred is always limbless and drawing reality with his iPad. <laughs> but yeah, just just banking up this beautiful golden cloud just uh, just turned me lucid, and I was like, oh my god, stay calm, stay super calm, and I I just sort of like drove the the magic carpet back down back down to the meadow. And um, and you you suddenly jump, jumped at me. Um, you were there. I'm pretty sure you were naked. You had all your limbs again, and you weren't in a wheelchair. And you were like, "Oh, you're lucid. Let's fight." <laughs> because it doesn't matter what happens. That's so, so funny. You wanted to just like 
you just wanted to have a fight and I was like and I was like still and you were like scrambling at me with your many limbs it feels like now I'm just like I'm naked like oh come on it'll be really fun we'll fight and I was like no, bro, I don't want to fight you're like fuck off and I was still trying to keep really calm and like not not be woken up by this by this moment I'd actually had a near waking moment as I was flying over the cloud it started to like you know fade away and I was like oh just stay calm stay calm and, and I managed to bring it back so when I landed in the meadow and you started naked scrambling at me asking for a fisticuff, I was like, Freda, can you fuck off, please? I, I'm really <laughs> trying to stay calm. And um, <laughs> I, I, managed, I, managed, I managed to apprehend you uh, in some way. And then I, um, yeah, I had definitely the clearest lucid moment I've, I've ever had in a dream at that point. And I, I went over to this tree um, and everyone, everywhere was very much sort of like Willy Wonka-esque. And it was, it was absolutely incredible. Um, and this tree, um, again, it was a golden tree and it had these huge leaves, but these leaves were like circular and they were like a swirling pattern of beautiful, vibrant colours. And I picked a leaf off this tree and it was like, it was quite plasticky actually. And I, and I just, I spent probably 30 seconds examining this one view and it was just this leaf and I was just turning this leaf over and looking at the colours and the patterns and I'm like, wow, wow. there's no, like, obviously it's very unrealistic because, you know, because of the gold and the colour that's everywhere. It's not, you know, realistic per se, but like it is super real. Like I could feel the leaf. I was feeling its texture. I was looking around. I was like, everything about this is as real as it can possibly get. I, I you know, there's no, mm. when you remember a dream, everything's sort of like faded and mm. maybe a bit vague. And that, like, and that's how that image is to me in my brain now. Like, a, but like I was so aware with the crispness and clarity that I could experience everything, uh, you know, the, the, the feel of this leaf and, and how it looked and how everywhere else looked. I was like, this is, this is wild. And um, yeah, the, the, the dream continued, but it's, uh, it's not something I'm going <laughs> to share on the podcast. Oh, really? Uh, oh, I'd love, I'd love to know more. Will you, yeah. will you tell me afterwards? Yeah, maybe. Oh, well, it's so funny that I wanted to fight you naked. <laughs> hey come well, on man I mean, one of the things that <laughs> it's a dream one of the things that you have <laughs> let's to, fight naked one, let's... <laughs> one of the things that you have to take into account when when you you know when you're in a dream um is that uh all these characters some of them real some of them not they they kind of you know they have they appear to be it appeared to be you but it's not it's me just like you, you see what I mean? Like it's not actually you. You weren't actually there. It's my, you know, it's my version of you, or the, or the part of me that embodies you, uh, in in some sense. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's it was it was me, me thinking that you want to fight me naked. Well, I can't I can't wait to hear the bit that that is not that's you know not suitable for the podcast. I wanted to tell you about a, a lucid dream that I had as well recently, which was which was really good. It was a, so I had. Two. One was I was speaking to an old friend in Canada, Will Sadler, if you're listening. Um, and uh, he, I just, I basically fell off the couch, um, and I was talk, I was chatting to him on the phone, and then I stood up, and he was in front of me, and I was like, oh my god, like I'm stood up. That means I'm dreaming. So I was like, oh brilliant. I'm, and then I was like, I can do something completely consequence free. So the only thing I could think to do was just slap him around the face as hard as possible. And then I laughed so hard. <laughs> I laughed so hard I woke myself up. Poor Will. 
And then I was like, oh my God, that was so funny. I was like, and then I was like, why did I waste that? Like, like, like you say, like when you realize you're lucid dreaming, you're like, oh, don't, don't like, can't be calm, be calm. Like, and then I was like, slap. Um, what did the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> slap. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was funny. But then I had another lucid dream, which was, uh, which, was <laughs> which was even better. It was just even better. So uh, I was in the. I'm sorry. It's just so so funny. I'm perhaps a bit telling that when you enter the realms of subconscious, un- <laughs> like uh, unconsequence reality, your instant reaction is like, oh, I should slap this guy around the face. Yeah, yours is like, oh, wow, let's fly around on a magic carpet. And I'm like, violence, <laughs> violence. <laughs> so uh, the other the other lucid dream I had as well, this, this was really good. I was in the supermarket and I was walking around the supermarket. And like we mentioned in a previous podcast, like anytime I'm walking, that's my anchor. That's my like, mm. oh, I'm dreaming because I can't walk. Like I'm always in a wheelchair. Anytime I'm like, oh. Mm. I, I'm I'm dreaming like stay calm stay calm and <laughs> this was really weird this is going to be a little bit embarrassing because again I think if I was lucid I chose to do this but I remember thinking oh I can do something consequence free there was a lady mm. in the supermarket and I just thought I'm going to grab her boob <laughs> so <laughs> I just I was just thought well I'll just grab her boob and see what happens and what happened was it felt like she was like um uh, I don't know what there's a parlance in gaming. I think it's NPC, a non-playable character. Like so, she, it was like she didn't exist. Yeah. So I grabbed it, and it felt like a potato. And I was like, "Oh, that doesn't feel like a boob." And she isn't <laughs> reacting like I've just touched her boob. So that feels weird. Like I feel like I'm a ghost. Like, and I'm like, "That's not even a real person." But I was like, "That well, that's anyway." I was like, "That's a weird thing to do." What I'd love to do is fly. And then I started flying. And oh my God, like Mm. flying was glorious. And what I remember about flying was how it felt. And it felt like I always knew how to fly. I'd just forgotten. And I was like, oh, Mm. of course. Like, it's it's just like this. It's very much like swimming. I was just pushing through the air. And I'm like, this is how you go up. And of course, this is how you go down. And this is how you bank left. And like, why don't I do this all the time? Like, Mm. I remember thinking like, like, you, you know how to fly. You know how to manipulate the world around you to float and, and cruise around. You just forget. Mm. And then um, and I just had the mm. most wonderful time. I flew out of the supermarket. I flew around the car for car park. And I was just like, wee. And then um, mm. and then I woke up and I was just like, that was amazing. But then I was like, and then that, yeah. that sort of dream psychosis wears off. And you're like, oh, yeah, I can't walk. And I definitely can't fly. <laughs> But just a minute ago, <laughs> I was convinced that I'd just forgotten, you know, um, mm, and that was that yeah, was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I love the feeling of flying in dreams; Incredible. like it just feels so natural, so like, oh, beautiful. It feels realistic, like you know, it feels like you're you're not asking for too much. Uh, you know, when you're sort of like you know, bowling around and in in your head asking asking a fictional genie of of what you'd want, and you sort of you're walking past maybe like a, a huge set of chalets and there's one 
slightly smaller chalet and you're like, oh, I'll just take that one. Like, you know, don't, you know, I'm not even asking for that much. I'll just take that, that small chalet in this beautiful mountain town. You know, I'm being, I'm being modest. I'm being reasonable, Mr. Genie. That doesn't exist. And likewise with, um, with flying in a dream, I, I, I concur completely. Like I have that experience of like, you know, slow swimming, you know, not much faster than running really. And, you know, a recent lucid dream that I had, I just flew from, from the garage in Tunbridge Wells in Kent up to up to my mum's house just up the road but relatively slowly like it, you know it would have been quicker to drive or or, <laughs> or perhaps even run yeah. but, but you know the act of flying was was this you know sort of you know through honey sort of mm. slow slow swimming and it just feels like you know you're not asking the dream for too much you're like no just a regular bit of flying it's not a it's you know i'm not i'm not overstretching the boundaries of what's uh what's reasonable and what's realistic i just want realistic flying i'm not going to blast around the world five times in a second like superman I've, yeah. I've actually got this um this sort of i think it's not a real memory but I, I i've got a memory of a dream and then a memory of something that i did after the dream and it was um it was when i was a kid and I had a dream that I woke up in my bed and I flew downstairs and then I flew down the, the other set, set of stairs. And I, I, can, I, I can remember it very clearly. And I, was, I can remember, you know, like being in my pyjamas and, you know, it was incredibly realistic. And then the memory that I have is that I actually, I actually went downstairs and I jumped down the stairs because I thought I could fly because I thought oh. I'd just done it. I don't... I don't actually know if that memory is true, but I have both of those memories. Yeah. The um the dream one and and the one where I, you know, launched myself down the down the stairs towards the landing. That um, is really interesting. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking that like how bizarre is it that like before I got to flying I was like, well, let's try violence and some light groping. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, well, supposedly the, the, the mind is like a, is like an iceberg, uh, you know, and the, 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 the subconscious mind is, is 90% of what's going on in the brain. So, um, so 90% of you is a, a slapping tip rover. <laughs> and 10% of me wants to fly. <laughs> Learning so much about lucid dreaming. It's, you know, it's a, it's a really exciting practice and I, I feel like it's something I want to keep up and hopefully I'm going to get better and better at it. Um, and it just it brings so much excitement to you um, when you get to when you you know you start regularly lucid dreaming. It's like you're excited to go to bed. You're like, oh, awesome! I can't wait mm. to get to bed. I get to like potentially go and live another day. And um, it's something I've always been interested in and, and, and tried for for a great many times uh, for 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 years. Um, and now I've just you know I feel like I'm in a place I've been able to afford this um, this course, and it's just so helpful to have someone guiding me um something you know someone who knows what they're doing someone who's done it before and someone who's there you know with purpose being like oh this this is how you do it this way and it's just uh, sort of yeah holds you accountable and it's um just makes things a lot easier on that note uh of uh of, of someone guiding you i actually recently did a did a mentoring course uh with with backup who are a company who support people with spinal cord injuries in the uk and i and i'm now a oh, mentor really? For which is which is good, right? I've done no way, really. Yeah, yeah, and I've done some mentoring in the past with people who've reached out to me through my YouTube channel, and but mm. it's always been it, like I've never done it like in a structured way before, like like the way I was taught, and it was something that was 
that was really cool mm. like something i really wanted to share and something i'm quite proud of um yeah it's been it's been really good actually like really really fantastic well, what does mentoring actually entail tell me more well what do you do what, do you do? what are you saying one of the things I'd realized is, is when we were doing the, the, the mentoring training is how far I've come because I, we were doing some role playing. Like, so, for example, if, you, if I was to be a mentor, you, you could reach out to me and just say, oh, you know, I'm struggling with this and all that. And 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 I would say, oh, you know, I, I remember w w when I was in a when I was in a place like that. And um, we learned a lot of cool skills uh, to do with like active listening and like the power of silence uh, and and how you can allow the the other person to feel that silence and when you're the mentor it feels like excruciating mm. like you're like oh my god like what is he just being like are, are you still there but when you're the mentee <laughs> you're like oh this is so beautiful that I can just I'm not rushed I'm you know I'm allowed the space to mm. to share and during the role play mm. I kind of like I was just like I just ended up like recalling my past trauma in a, almost like a performative mm. way. And, and it was interesting because I was like, oh yeah, you know, um, I just feel really, just feel really sad, like like all the time. It's not just the fact that I've lost my abilities, but I've lost my identity. And to be honest, I could probably just deal mm. with like being in a wheelchair, but it's just my leg spasms, man. My leg spasms just, like, my legs just won't mm. stop kicking. Like it, it's so annoying. Like I can't even, cuddle lube in the bed because like the kicking is annoying her she's just like i'm really sorry i can't sleep so then i'm just on my own in the bed mm. and i'm like fuck you know like i know one way i could get the legs to stop moving you know and that would be you know and i just went to this dark place in my head and and then i would switch mm. off and i'd be like so how was that and the other guy was like jesus christ <laughs> you know fucking like you almost had me in you almost had me in tears man like you know your oscars in the post that was like that was incredible and i was like <laughs> And it was, it was odd. And I remember thinking how far I've come because mm. I remember, yeah, I, I was in that place where I was like, I felt like I was being tortured by my leg spasms and I just couldn't bear to just be such a burden. I felt like such a burden. And the fact that I've come mm. so far is, um, is it, I, I rarely stop and think about, oh my God, yeah, I was, I was in such a dark place just a few years ago. Mm. I really wanted to end my own life. And, I, and now I'm like, hey, look at me, I'm the wheelchair guy. I'm like super happy. And uh, so it, was, it mm. was really cool. And another thing that we learned was like to not be overly positive, which I hadn't even considered. But like when you're going through that tough time, the last thing you really want is someone just being like, oh, hey, like, don't worry. And, and time will heal. Like in a couple of, <laughs> couple of years, you'll be slaying it and you'll be as happy as me. Like that is not the right thing mm. to, to say. Not that I would be like that. But um, I think on my YouTube channel, I, I project a certain happy persona and, and which is which is true, which is how I am. But like, you know, I have to f remember how far I've come and, and like the, the darkness I went through to, to, to reach, mm. you know, the light life I live now. So... Mm. it was pretty it was mm. pretty pretty cool so that um sort of performance you did was that with someone who's already a mentor or was was that like with someone who's also doing the course like who did you who did you do that with we did it with uh so it was a zoom call and there were 16 of us there were two supervisors mm. and two like therapists i guess um and yeah, cool. so i guess there were 12 of us doing the course and then so we got split up into groups of four and so there were three like there would be one so everyone has got a spinal cord injury. I think maybe apart from mm. one of the therapists. So, uh, so you had, you, you role played, you, you got, you took turns being the mentee, the mentor, and then an observer. And then you had a supervisor. So mm. 
we would, you know, role play uh, situations like, you know, I'm having trouble. One of them was uh, I don't like being seen in the wheelchair. I really feel like uh, I'm on display. Like every, I can't go mm. anywhere incognito. Everyone's bloody staring at me. And I remember thinking, wow, you know, like mm. I used to feel that way. And now I never think about it. Like, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I don't care. You know, people stare, like, whatever. It just doesn't even bother me. Um, and I just thought, what what an incredible way, how far I've come. Um, mm. So that it, it was, that's the structure where it was set up like. And it was really good. And then you'd give feedback, like, oh, you were a really good mentor. But, you know, uh, you could improve here. Or, like, oh, that was really, you know, that was a great performance as a mentee. You almost had me in tears. Um, and then and mm. as an observer, you could be like, oh, well, I really liked it when you when you did this, blah, blah, blah. And then the supervisor would, would chime in. So that's how it was structured. And it was really good. But... Interestingly enough, I had a, a moment the other day which really blindsided me. I went down to Tonon and I got stared at like quite a lot in my wheelchair, like way more than usual. I, I remember like looking at myself like, am I am I wearing some garish clothing? Does my hat look silly? Like, <laughs> like a pool on my face? Like what? Yeah, like what is it? Like is, is it just because I'm in a wheelchair? Like, like I don't understand. Like I guess maybe because I do live in like a little comfort bubble and I don't venture out that much. But it really affected me, and and it again it blindsided me because I was like, in the end, I was like, what, what the fuck are you guys looking at? Like there were people rubbernecking out the bloody out their car windows as they drove past, and I was like, it's just a wheelchair, really? man. Like I'm just I'm just in a wheelchair. Like we, and it was really awkward, and it took me back to quite a dark place in my head, mm. and I had like um, I'd say a fairly substantial like mental health dip, and I was like, mm. this is this is not fun, like. This has it's been ages since I felt quite this dark inside. Like, and I was like, "Wow, this is horrible." Um, anyway, I went away. I, you know, and then another thing was like, I I couldn't find a toilet to go to. I was like, "Oh, I can't even find like a, a wheelchair accessible toilet." So I had to wheel all the way back to my car to do a catheter in my car, and then I broke down in tears in my car, which is which was a bit sad. Um, mm. Anyway, an interesting um, perspective was that I went to get some new windscreen wipers for my car, and which has been well overdue. I haven't changed the windscreen wipers for five years. I've had the car for five years. And all of a sudden I was like, <laughs> oh my God, how glorious. I was just like, you know, spraying the windows. I was like, look how clean my windows are. And I got some good customer service from from the from the place with the windscreen wipers, and uh, and then all of a sudden I just snapped out of it, and I was like, oh my god! Like an hour ago, I was like really really in a dark place, and now I'm fine. Like oh my god! Like it was so interesting. And then what was even more interesting was I went back to Tonon, and I. I went in and I, and people were still staring at me, but the difference was I smiled back at them and they smiled back at mm. me. And I was like, how interesting, how the world is like a mirror to your own emotions. And I must've been, I guess, yeah. quite, quite grumpy. And I was like, what are you staring at? And then I just started smiling at people and then I just got loads of smiles back. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That's mm. wonderful. All you need if you're feeling depressed then is to go and get some new windscreen wipers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it's just a reflection of like the world, like, you know, we are mirrors and like, you know, you mm. see, you see in the world how, I guess, how you feel. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true. And it's not easy. It's not easy to be like, oh, 
oh, you know, if you're if you're struggling in a wheelchair and you're like, oh, well, Fred has said, just smile at people. You can't just force that. It was a it was a genuine full on change yeah. in my in my demeanor, mm. which the world reflected back at me. But it was, oh mm. man, it was it was just it was just interesting. Um, I hadn't. Mm. Well, yeah. Anyway, it was just. Grand. Well, I'm so glad to hear that you're, you know, you're going to be uh, a mentor. Um, that's so, that's so interesting. You'll make a, you'll, you'll make a great mentor. Like you, you've told me, uh, you know, lovely stories of, of, um, of interactions that you've had with people off the back of your YouTube videos and stuff like that. So I think you're, I think you're the man for the job, man. Con- congratulations. And, um, you know, good luck to, um, good luck to whoever is assigned to you. Good luck to you. I'm sure they'll, uh, they'll, you know, they've, uh, they've, they've got a good egg. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, I really appreciate it because um, I also had a lot of mentoring uh, unofficially through through YouTube. In fact, through like Richard from Wheels to Walking, mm. through other people, just through just YouTube videos and just being like, oh, you know, like I know that my YouTube videos have helped people, but I hadn't really considered it until I went back and saw how other YouTube videos had helped me, and I was like, oh wow, cool! Like what a mm. what a what a wonderful full circle that's come around. Like now I. I get to give back to to the community and yeah it's interesting but um nice man oh yeah so and actually having that little dip the other day i think it's probably going to make me a better mentor because i'm like oh shit like oh mm. I, I i still actually do suffer with that and I, yeah. and, I, and, I, and I thought i was past it so yeah still still at the door still at the door don't want to get complacent you know we've got to uh, got to take care of ourselves because uh, you know you never know when it's going to catch you off guard exactly exactly so I think this is the the podcast is coming to a natural conclusion just because of the time constraint that we have, but there's so many more things I wanted to talk about and that we haven't that we haven't brushed on. So um, I guess we'll have to save them for another episode. Save them for another episode, I reckon so. It's nice to have. Uh, it's nice to be left chomping at the bit. It's nice to um, have stuff to have to have stuff to say. Tune in next week. So I'm going to put you on the spot now, Benjamin, and uh, I'm going to say, you know, after our conversation earlier, are you going to share this podcast on your social media or are you going to be too shy, too bashful? Well, well, well I... ladies and gentlemen, you'll know. <laughs> you will be able to tell when you shit. Okay, well, I said I would. Yeah, so um, so I will. So I will. Um, I mean, I do have to think that I've just um, mentioned that I had a ketamine habit, but anyone... You know, anyone that knows me already will probably know that that was the reality. And it was 10 years ago. There's no need to contact the police. Don't worry. Everything's fine. I've got it under control now. I mean, not not under control. I, I, I don't I don't do it. <laughs> anyway, I'm digging myself into a hole right now. And uh, yeah, um, I'll. Uh, yeah, I'll, a K-hole. Oh, God. And on that bombshell. Oh, brilliant. Do you have a. <laughs> do you have a joke? Uh, I don't have a joke, no, have you? Well, I do. I've got one joke, but you're not going to want to hear it. <laughs> oh, God. Almighty. <laughs> no, I don't want to hear your Gazza's joke. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, but, you know, people are going to wonder, like, what is that fizzy water oh, joke? Oh, my God. Maybe we yeah, could let okay. other people... You know, t- t- tell us. Please, please. I'm dying to hear this joke about carbonated water. I know that it's not funny, like I get it, but but just out of curiosity, people are going to be like, "Well, what what was it?" You know, and that, and you can be the judge, and mm. you know, mm. if it's not funny, then that's fine. Yeah. I know that you don't find it funny, but Benji and I were once at a restaurant, 
and <laughs> and the waitress came over and said, "What would you like to drink?" Now I need to like precursor this with like if you're not bilingual, like like all good jokes, it needs a solid precursor. Fizzy water in French is eau gazeuse. Disclaimer. <laughs> it's eau gazeuse. And I said, oh, I'll have, a, I'll have a soda water. She said, oh, we haven't got any. So I said, oh, so what you're saying is you've got no gazers. <laughs> and that's 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 the punchline. Yeah, you know, I purposely didn't laugh. It's, uh, I'm not I'm not, I'm not encouraging this joke. Not even <laughs> in any way. Yeah, not even all. a courtesy laugh. No, I get it. So, not even going to give you. A, not even a courtesy laugh. No, deadpan. No, but so the, the funny thing was is that the the waitress didn't actually speak French and she didn't even know what ogres <laughs> ogres was. And yeah. you didn't get the joke because it wasn't that funny. And then I had to explain the joke. And as mm. I was explaining why it was funny, you mm. were like, "No, it's 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 still not funny." She's she's already gone. She's gone. She's not even here. Like, she's left. She's she's sitting on the table. Yeah, just just. Oh, so there you go. Just forget about. It. Well, you've got to, I've got to admire your resilience to continue to to tell that you know in inverted commas joke. I'm not sure what it says in the dictionary where you read the word joke, but I imagine it's something, you know, something along the lines of like being funny. Yeah, I mean, and, um, there was a setup and a punchline. Oh, I, perhaps it doesn't. You know, like you know, it's a play on words, so stuff like that. So perhaps it does qualify as a joke. But um, I'm I'm glad I'm glad <laughs> you get so much out of it. Oh, well, anyway, thanks for lending us your ears. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, love yourselves and each other. Thanks very much, everyone, and uh, yeah, uh, see you next time. What is up, beautiful people? Thank you so much for listening. If you found anything in this podcast nourishing, thought provoking, funny, or even mildly entertaining, then please send Benji a message. I'm going to leave his Instagram handle in the show notes. Uh, He never listens to the podcast anyway, so he won't know this. (laughs) And then just surprise him with the message and just say, hey, Benji, I thought you were really funny uh, on this bit. This was uh, really thought provoking. I really enjoyed that bit where you, you know, were flying in your dream. You know, that was really cool. Um, So that would be fun. That would just be hilarious to just surprise him with random messages. And it will also probably encourage him to uh, be a bit more proactive with the podcast and we could record more episodes. And so it'll be a wonderful self-fulfilling loop uh, of joy and love. And if you are one of our newer listeners and you'd like to listen to another episode, I'm going to leave some of my favourite episodes in the show notes below and you can check them out. If not, may the next podcast you listen to be better than this one. Peace and love. Have a great day.